0: what's up everyone welcome to the pro football focus show here at roto grinders i'm stevie tpfl it's week 15 i didn't mess that up um i feel like it's crazy because it's week 15 already but anyway i'm joined by my good buddy ian ian we're starting a little earlier today i like it man like you got your coffee i got my water and um we're feeling fresh this morning
1: Feeling fresh, man, 11 a.m. It actually ended up being a long uh, Thursday night game for us East coasters like myself, but it's all good, man. Week 15, still feeling strong. We got another three weeks. You know, DFS week 17 is pretty much our Christmas. I know everyone else usually stops week 16, but got to stay in the now. And, man, just like last week, I think there's a whole lot of options to go pretty much across the board.
0: Yeah, and, like, I feel like week 17 this year is going to be even more interesting. There's so many playoff races that, you know, what is it, one extra spot or whatever, Mm -hmm. like – um so it's already like shaping up to be an awesome week 17 and you know we could play DFS for the co- first couple weeks of postseason. Okay. and listen <laughs> what's up youtube chat um hope you guys are doing well and um enjoying a earlier show to get you through your work day and we all know you're watching us on youtube while you're uh, supposed to be working that's fine um we do it <laughs> too so Uh, Ian, before we jump in here, I got to let the people know that, you know, we've changed some stuff here at rotor grinders. We do have a new combo premium that you can get all the sports outside of NASCAR for one price each month. Or if you want to just have one sport, you can just get one single sport now, um, with the single sport RG premium as well. So make sure you guys are checking that out. Um, there's a link that is going to be posted in chat to get you guys $10 off your first month of either combo or a single sport. So make sure you guys are checking that out. Look, Jim's hanging out in YouTube chat. So Ian, as we always start, we start with the mismatch manifesto and um, let's get started here with explosive plays. Hey, it's no shock that the two explosive teams are the Chiefs and the Packers. Uh, Packers not on the main slate here, but talk to me about these Chiefs.
1: Yeah, Chiefs are looking good. Uh, so are the Texans. And then also uh, Ryan Tannehill, Titans, Kirk Cousins, and the Vikings, and Phillip Rivers and the Colts are the top five that stand out with those Saturday night games this week, which those are awesome, by the way. I'm all for uh, some Saturday night action. But yeah, man. So honestly, I think that, you know, we'll get to our best bets later. But with Breeze coming in, like, it doesn't really change all that much for me with uh, Patrick Mahomes and Chiefs. Honestly, it might be better for the upside of this Chiefs passing attack, just with Breeze probably having a better chance of keeping up with them on the other side and creating more of a true shootout instead of just seeing how many points the Chiefs can score, uh, can score you know, in the fewest amount of time possible. So, yeah, you know, Tyreek, Travis Kelsey, it is wild, man. Mahomes has a legit chance of enabling the top two players in the league in total receiving yards. Kelsey's number one right now. Tyreek is, I believe, four at this point. So, truly, that's a chance. That would be wild, and they could get a Week 15 spot to get that going. Houston Texans, getting Brandon Cooks back is going to be huge, man. I think just giving Watson one field stretcher is usually all he needs. I mean, his Will Fuller splits have been stark, but we saw him ball out in the first week after. And Brandon Cooks has increased the yards per attempt with Breeze, Brady, Watson, Golf, every quarterback he's ever played with. Uh, You know, Philip Rivers has passed the game. We got to worry about the volume. But T.Y. Hilton keeps on keeping on, man. I think he is viable still at his lower price tag. And then finally, I think, you know, Titans, Vikings, we'll talk a little more about specific plays. But these could be games where, you know, we got to make our decisions every week. Or do you want to eat Dalvin Cook chalk or Derrick Henry chalk? If you don't want to probably should be looking at these passing is because I don't know exactly how the Lions or, you know, to a lesser extent, the Bears are going to be able to slow down these, pass, these offenses, period, whether it's going to be the run or the pass.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point. You know, obviously you could play Hook, Cook. You could play Henry. But, man, give me Mahomes and Tyreek or Mahomes and Kelsey, like, the ceiling for these guys, especially with Breeze coming back. I think Breeze, like you said, helps the passing game for the Chiefs even more. I think Breeze can keep up more than Taysom Hill can. So um and also helps your run backs with like Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara so um is there anything else that you wanted to talk about maybe on the opposite end of the explosive plays
1: yeah, not looking so good for, uh, you know, the usual suspects, Sam Darnold, Giants, Bengals starters, whoever winds up under there, but then also Jalen Hurts is popping out as someone that we should be worrying about through the air, and that was the thing about his performance last week. I mean, okay, 18 rush attempts, you know, 106 yards, that was, you know, the first and second most uh, highest marks of just the season from a quarterback this year. I mean, we love that dual threat ability, obviously, but man, like we saw with Taysom Hill last week, like things can go south for some of these one dimensional quarterbacks uh, if, they, if they don't get the kind of proper game script they need to play with, a, you know, play with the lead and just be able to continue running the ball. So I'm not saying Jalen Hurts of better games moving forward passing, but it's not the easiest matchup against the Cardinals and I think he is going to be someone, particularly in cash games that, you know, we'll see because you can save some uh, money with them, but I don't think there's a good stacking partner on the Eagles. And again, I do think there might be a lower floor than we're giving him credit for.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I think that if they, they just spy a guy and like, don't let him run as much. Um, he might be It could be, it could open up his passing game. Who knows? Um, You know, so we'll have to kind of see, but um, you know, kind of looking at pace uh, you already kind of mentioned like we're going to get into best bets, but that Saturday game, man, I love the Buffalo over. Um, That's one of my best bets. I don't know if you had it on yours, but um, you know, pace is always something that I factor in when I'm looking at bets Eagles. We just got done talking about Jalen Hurts. They project as the fastest paced matchup this week.
1: Yeah, Eagles and Cardinals, man. We got to keep an eye on that Eagles secondary because Rodney McLeod, Devontae Maddox, these guys are already out. Darius Slay was limited yesterday in the concussion protocol. So I mean, he's progressing through it. But, I mean, we saw Taysom Hill in this Saints passing game really peak at their best against the Eagles in that second half after they lost all three of their starters. So, you know, if those guys remain out, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, maybe even this could be the week that Christian Kirk gets back on track. They should have plenty of plays to do so. Also seeing the Buccaneers and Falcons popping as a bit. We could probably be saying the same thing about the Buccaneers in the Years, man. I you know I was one of the many people that you know last week were standing up thinking that was gonna be their game against the Vikings. They really got back on track, but he only threw the ball 23 times. Like, that's just something that this is only the second time it happened all year. And now Ronald Jones is out of the equation. Like, I am not buying the fact they're just gonna build this offense around Leonard Fournette this week. He might lead the way in terms of just total carries, but I do think it's gonna be TB12 airing the ball out uh more times than not. So hey. Best possible defense we could ask for to finally get this passing game back on track in the Falcons. So don't be afraid to go the well there. And then finally uh, lions and Titans again, man, just a spot that I'd see the Titans having plenty of success, slightly slower, slower uh, pace spots in, in the Jaguars and the Ravens, bears and Vikings. So maybe, and, and also uh, Panthers, Packers, all of us on Saturday. So maybe those aren't the games you want to game stack quite as much, but obviously don't let, you know, one variable like pace just completely get you off a of player or team.
0: Yeah. Cause like, you know, yeah, obviously the Jaguars Ravens are two of the slower pace teams on the slate, but they like the Ravens are going to be so efficient against the Jaguars defense. You know, that's, that's the other thing you got to kind of think about. And, you know, second half pace for the Jaguars might be a little bit faster because they're going to be trailing. So don't like, Oh, pace shouldn't like rule everything, but it's something you need to look at every week. It's definitely important um, to look at each week. So, Um, you know, what's interesting for me, I want Darius Slay to play like so bad. I want him to play so bad because if they, if Slay plays, we get that one-on-one coverage with DeAndre Hopkins, like he'll just eat him for lunch, man. Um, pressure, you know, this is always something that I love to look at in your article. Um, I think this is something that we need to be looking at each week. Um, who's going to be under pressure this week at quarterback.
1: Yeah. It helped us last week. And we were talking about how the Vikings could have had a nice chance against that Buccaneers secondary. The question was, could they actually give Kirk enough time? Six sacks found out they, in fact, could not. So, he's got that kind of same predicament this week. I mean, it's not that the Bears' secondary is bad. It's just more that Cousins, Jefferson, and Thielen have been so efficient at creating big plays. That's why we see them, you know, popping up just in terms of the passing uh, mat- matchup charts. This one, though, in terms of offensive line play, not looking not looking nearly as good for Kirk. So tournament only, I think, for this Vikings passing game. Also, seeing Drew Locke not looking so good against your Bills. That's my only concern with that over, man. Drew Lock. I love the guy. He's actually a top five QB and big time throw rate, bottom three QB and turnover worthy play rate. So it can go either way, but you know, maybe the fact that can go either way just means that it could be more points uh, for the bills. If it does go South, Matt Ryan's not looking good. I know he's chief this week, but no Helio Jones. Again, I think this pass rush can get after him pretty tough for me to expect much from anyone in that Falcons offense, other than Calvin Ridley. And then finally, you know, seeing Sam Darnold and even Patrick Mahomes a little bit uh, popping as people we should be worried about. I'm not going to be too concerned about Mahomes, but I believe it's, uh uh they did have some outstanding offensive tackle problems so make sure that the offensive line's tight saints defense is no joke but look even last week three interceptions he took a 30 yard sack the guy was still you know putting up big time fantasy numbers so it's very hard to slow down my homes I would not let the potential for a little bit of pressure freak you out much at all.
0: Listen my dolphins did all right like they did, they did better than expected they man then they had some really crappy drives too and like they were still there. So two wasn't
1: getting any help man and then half the team got hurt.
0: Yeah. um, Bowden, man, showed up Um, in the trenches this week. You know, we're we're kind of looking at like a 49ers smash spot um, as as the the young guys like to say. But (laughs) we really don't know what to expect when it comes to the running back situation here. Um, If Mozart sits like it opens up uh, maybe Jeff Wilson, Um, if if Mozart plays, it potentially is him and Wilson playing you know split snaps so like what kind of situation do we feel comfortable with here um with this amazing matchup for the 49ers
1: yeah I think if Mostert's out then we can go ahead and treat Wilson as a cash game viable back I mean they pretty much demoted McKinnon to special teams at this point so if we can get anything close to 20 plus touches against the league's single worst defense in yards before contact per rush in the Dallas Cowboys I think we have to do that also dead last the points allowed I mean don't let one Good performance against the Bengals, like fool you, everybody. The Cowboys' defense is a train wreck. And the 49ers this year, I mean, even with the turnover they've had at quarterback, running back, wide receiver, no kittle, they've still been a good offense more weeks than not because of Kyle Shanahan. So I think the matchup, again, the Cowboys deserve no benefit of the doubt. We're going with Wilson and Cash if Mostert's out. And even if Mostert's in there, I'm fine going with both those running backs and GPPs. Brandon Ayuk everywhere. I know this chart doesn't say it, man, but I love Brandon Ayuk this week. Uh, other good matchups, uh, the Patriots against the Dolphins. A little worried about it but you know cam Newton he did have two rushing touchdowns against them earlier in the season that that would be you know pretty uh pretty contrarian just uh naked QB play there but you know something to think about this Dolphins defense has been vulnerable on the ground this season Ravens back set up well against the Jaguars J.K. Dobbins going a little bit more uh, under the radar than I think I thought he was going to there is a lot of value everywhere so I guess I get it but and then finally the Saints versus the Chiefs bro Alvin Kamara is like what 1500 too cheap now with the Drew Brees turning around. Like, you know, we got to look hard at these cash game lineups, man, because as nice as it would be to get up to Derrick Henry and company, seeing Kamara with that taste and price now with Brees under center, that's a tough one to, uh, you know, quit on.
0: I might play Thomas and Kamara this week um, in cash games. Like, I, I'm, I'm seriously, like, considering playing both of those guys. So um, the passing games this week, I know we kind of talked about them a little bit. Um, Who's set up through the air this week?
1: yeah I mean usual suspects Packers Colts Titans really just with the biggest smash bots of the week and also the Rams versus the Jets is the one that I think we maybe shouldn't be ruling out because interesting stat here from Roto World's uh, Hayden Winks the Rams have the second highest situation neutral pass rate over the past four weeks and teams are passing on the Jets in neutral situations at the second highest rate so this is like what we saw when the Rams played the Buccaneers I mean the Buccaneers are right there with the Jets where you know you look at the top three run defenses in the league it's the Buccaneers Saints and the Jets now the Saints are really Good because they actually do it without devoting too many resources into the front seven. The Buccaneers and the Jets, they load up the box. And because of that, they get exposed in the back end. And the Rams have proven that when they face one of these types of defenses, they're happy to throw the ball to Jared Goff's, you know, heart's desire. So Cam Akers, look, they're playing the freaking Jets with 17 point favorites. Like they're, they're at home. He's going to be fine, get tons of touches in the second half. But I really think they're going to try to build this lead with Robert Woods, with Cooper Cup. And, you know, Jared Goff, he could have a bunch of pass attempts. And there's no reason why this Jets defense, you know, should be able to slow down really anyone. I think going with this Rams passing attack could be a nice, you know, contrarian GPP strategy.
0: I think one of the things that, you know, we should talk about here is the, the opposite side of this. Let's talk about like Russell Wilson. Um, you know, we, we love Russ. We love what he's been able to do this season, but we talked about it on the show last week. I was like, you know, Washington sets up as a, as a really good defense. We talked about them potentially upsetting San Francisco outright. And they did. Um, what are you doing here with like we got Trubisky, Wilson, you know, Alex Smith potentially in bad matchups? Like that whole Seattle game is kind of in a bad matchup, Ian.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting. We have seen Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray two similar dual threat quarterbacks, you know, I'll, I'll bite, you know, I'll be a definitely, you know, better just runners, pure runners than Russell Wilson. But those have been the two guys to really give the Washington football team problems with both those quarterbacks going for over 25 fantasy points. So I could see a scenario where Russ uh, keeps things going, but it was wild, man, last week, like against the jets, Russ, he was clicking four touchdown passes and all that. They didn't have like a pass completion over, I believe, 21 yards. I mean, it was really just methodical and I'm not sure if they're going to be able to do that against a Washington defense that should be able to get far more pressure and, you know, they've been pretty good on the outside for most of the season as well. So, look, Metcalf and even Lockett, these guys are always, you know, contenders just to pretty much blow up the state, uh blow up the slate with only one or two plays, but this will probably be a matchup I'm fading more times than not and maybe that is the reason why we should be looking to, you know, take some more tournament shots because we know Russ and Metcalf can beat anybody in this match doesn't project to be all that great. But there's definitely, you know, lower upside. I, I wouldn't feel too confident about it at all.
0: Uh, talked about Talk to me about EPA this week, Ian.
1: Yeah, it's just, you know, kind of helps show someone just the overwhelming good spots for offenses. And again, Tennessee Titans are just blowing up. And particularly with the Lions offense, you know, likely having Chase Daniel on the center, just don't think they're going to be in a position to really hold off Tannehill and company at all. Aaron Rodgers, Phillip Rivers, these guys, you know, and hey, the Chargers are popping as the other offense that we really should be looking at this week. So also the Ravens, I mean, look, Lamar Jackson and J.K. Dobbins, like no, no, potentially no Marquise Brown this week. Could be a situation where we gave him more targets condensed to Mark Andrews you know we talked about that being a slow paced game but you know don't sleep on uh, Lamar Jackson you know really coming through in the fantasy playoff time because i know it's been a rough season but still the qb8 on the year in fantasy points per game and you know with that rushing ability man he's able to kind of have that overall qb1 uh, range of outcomes every single week
0: yeah man tennessee like that whole matchup and what we'll talk about it more when we get into positional breakdown here but that whole matchup is super interesting this week because henry is in such a great spot but I feel like it's been forever since they've like put up a game where they've just been up the whole second half. And, you know, we really haven't got to see like, are they going to give Henry 30 carries in a game that they're up so much? So I don't know. He's going to need two touchdowns at that price. So um, anything else, or you want to move on to your best
1: bets here? Uh, Found a fun stat in the jets. Worst point differential through uh, 14 weeks in the last decade. They are awful. Like, come on. As a team. Dolphins
0: fan, you love to see
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. I'm just, like, you know, I, I think we all knew that. But after that Seattle performance where, like, they literally just couldn't even move the ball, it was like, what are we doing here, everybody? They're they so bad. Yeah, uh,
0: listen, man, as a Dolphins fan, oh, the Patriots <laughs> and the Jets are struggling this year? Oh, you love to see it. Um, Let's get into some bets. YouTube chat, I see you guys over there. We will um, definitely, you know, answer some questions when we get done here. We we're going to have some extra time. We're going to do the position breakdown, so I know you guys are asking questions about certain positions, about certain players. When I get into some – when we get into the positions, I'll I'll definitely answer the questions that you guys are asking. So if you have questions over there, YouTube, uh, make sure you subscribe and like while you're over there. Ian, let's talk bets, my friend. Um, I already kind of gave you my favorite bet this week. I love the over on that Saturday game. Um, What are you looking at for
1: bets this week? To over makes a lot of sense for sure. I'm with you there. Uh, Three that piqued my interest 49ers minus three. Just mentioned, I don't think the Cowboys can stop this offense uh, uh, just at all. And look, even the Cowboys' offense, we've seen Andy Dalton and really this post Dak offense as a whole look good for eight quarters against literally the two worst defenses in the entire league in pressure rate in the Bengals and then also the uh, Vikings. So 49ers haven't been the same monsters, you know, as they would have been if they saw the healthy Nick Bosa and stuff like that. But this has still been a solid enough defense. And we've seen, you know, the Rams and legit good offenses have problems moving the ball against them. You know, they're well coached and they, they kind of remind me of the Broncos. Like they can't reach their ceiling just because they don't have the same level of talent. But this is still not, you know, a unit that we're going to see a bad offense like the Cowboys move the ball on. So 49ers minus three, I feel like this should be closer to potentially a touchdown. Give me San Fran all day. Also Chiefs minus three. We kind of talked about this already, but I would say maybe wait until Sunday because right now it's sitting at three. Maybe people overreact to breeze, you know, kind of come back. I don't see this line moving higher. I see if anything, Thing, moving closer uh to you know the saint's side so look i understand there's been a, i think a six week streak of the chiefs not covering but come on like i just think we might be getting a gun shy version of breeze against you know the single best offense in football and hey i mean you know, marshawn Lattimore, they're talking about this matchup you know him maybe you to compete with tyreek and stuff like the chiefs offense just the way the things they do and just moving everybody around the motion and all the play action like they're one of the most well just smart and schematic teams in the league. And the fact that you combine that with the high end talent they have all over the place, it's just unfair for anyone to deal with. So I, I think, you know, potentially less than 100% version of the Saints, even 100% version of the Saints, just can't hang that close to Mahomes and company. Have another uh, money line parlay to come back with. We, we were able to hit it last week. This one we got a little juicier odds 100 to win, 272. So almost three to one. I like the Packers to beat the Panthers. These are all money lines. Bills to beat the Broncos. Buccaneers to beat the Falcons and the Chiefs to beat the Saints look and with the Falcons we talked about Matt Ryan just not being good at all without Julio and also just really playing some awful ball uh, as of late I just think you know Tom Brady and company are starting to come to their own they should be able to win on offense and defense just talked about the Chiefs Bills being the Broncos like I love Drew Locke and it is a little worrisome with you know Josh Allen coming off of you know really emotional great win against uh, the Steelers so maybe that could be the trap one but I just think ultimately the Bills have kind of have solidified themselves as a legit very good team they should be able to win this game even with a few trap signs in there and then finally just Packers being the Panthers credit to Teddy Bridgewater and being a good quarterback this year but come on Aaron Rodgers playing absolutely out of his mind right now in Lambeau I don't see any way how they don't get it done so that's Packers Bills Buccaneers and Chiefs and also Chiefs minus three and 49ers minus three yeah
0: the other, the other one that is you know, somewhat interesting to me is the 49ers, um, minus three. I, I think that's another one that you can kind of jump on. I yeah. think that they, they, I think they, they crushed Dallas in this game. So, um, it's definitely one that I think you can jump on and kind of take advantage of. I think, no, I'm with him. I'm with him. Yeah, like, with we good. Yeah. I'm with him. <laughs> like, that, that's the one I'm with you. Like, you know, that's the one I'm right there with you. So, um, yeah, I don't really have anything else, man. Like, I'm with you on a lot of this stuff. Like, I, I like the Bills call. Um, You can go Bills minus six and take the over. Like... You're you're right up my alley, Ian. You're like you just, like you're yeah, <laughs> right up my alley. You like there's a game. wide
1: range of outcomes for both guys. We've seen Josh Allen oh, yeah. certainly, you know, sway far more to the positive side. But Drew Lock, it's it's a little scary. You know, again, people might be mocking like, oh, Ian, you're worried about Drew Lock, but truly, this guy makes some big throws. He makes some terrible decisions too. I think we're gonna see more of the latter in this matchup, but not not a cakewalk.
0: That's all. Yeah, trust me. Listen, I, I Drew Lock a lot of question marks around him but the dude's gonna chuck it and he has some talented guys there too like tim patrick's come and he's starting to you know do his thing hamler's so quick and judy is just uh, so talented
1: you got me off of uh aj green actually had a decent game last week i know but you got we ended up both being right but you were especially right with the Hamler call so that, that was good for business
0: yeah he was uh Uh, I finished like seventh in the $50 single entry this week and like he was there. I just, I needed a little bit more. So (laughs) listen, I'll take what we got from him. All right. Like (laughs) we'll we'll call it a day. Um, Looking for the ultimate stocking stuffers for this holiday season. Look no further because our sponsors manscaped have the tools to make you win this year's Stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the only brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene products. And great news—they release their products across Europe, Canada, and Australia. Listen, I, I love my lawnmower 3.0. It takes care of my jingle balls, um, at, you know, definitely through the the holidays here. So make sure you guys are checking that out. A few other products that are prime stocking stuffers this season are. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. The name speaks for itself. The stuff smells awesome. Um, Crop Reviver, the ball toner. A spray-on toner that will give your balls a little slice of heaven with their aloe vera and hazel extracts. uh, The Crop Cleanser. Body Wash. A full body wash that you can also use on your hair. Crop mop ball wipes. You never know when an opportunity strikes, so you should always be prepared. The Foot Duster Foot Deodorant designed to keep those stinky as feet smelling fresh. And the Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit, the Weed Whacker nose and hair trimmer, which provides skin-safe technology to get rid of those nasty nose hairs. Let's not forget the best ball trimmer and butt trimmer there is. The Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer offers a replacement ceramic blade with advanced skin-safe technology, which helps reduce grooming accidents. You don't want to cut your jingle balls. Uh, These formulations are all vegan cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and that way you know the products are legit. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Roto at Manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped, for making our holes look sexy. Get 20% off and free shipping with code Roto at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. Use code Roto. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds and make Santa proud. Keep your jingle balls ready for the holidays. Um, Ian, let's talk some positions, man. We got a lot to kind of get through here. There's so many plays this week. There's so many good plays. Um, Let's talk with our quarterback first. Um, Let's start cash games. Uh, What are you looking at this week for cash?
1: Yeah, you can get down if you want to go Jalen Hurts and just not stack anyone with the Eagles and just say, hey, we're getting a rush attempts. I get it. But man, getting away from Mahomes in this potential shootout is going to be tough to do. I'm just not sure if there's, you know, enough value elsewhere for us to feel super good about it. I feel like, you know, if I'm, I'm just the early builds, you know, I feel far less good about my, you know, just early iterations of the cash lineup this week. Past few weeks, have been able, you know, to go Rodgers, Devontae, Tunyon, and build around that. And that's been fine. But this week, man, Hurts for now, but I'm not feeling great about it. I do think probably trying to build a stack in that KC game, running it back with Kamara, is going to just open us up to the most uh, total amount of points. So that's going to be good. But we're got to talk about you know where to find the value, I guess, elsewhere because you know I'm worried about some of that Fournette Chaka, some of these other issues out there that we'll get to. But yeah, so if you want to go Hurts, just realize you do not have to stack them with anybody. Rager, all those wide receivers are rotating, even Goddard and Hurts. I just don't really think it's necessary. So. Uh, definitely like, uh, you know, I mean, he's, he's a reasonable enough option, but with that said, if you want to look at the other side of the ball, Kyler Murray and company versus banged up Eagles secondary. I mean, we haven't seen enough, I think from this passing game and only one week now of Kyler run the ball again to feel so good about Kyler. I think that we can fire up and cash, but tournaments, at least, I de- definitely think it's a viable play and we'd be going up against, uh, you know, some potentially chalky uh, Joan hurts. If people do end up buying more into that. Uh, also Tannehill, you know, we talked about before you, if you want to really go away from Henry, and Dalvin Cook I think both Tannehill with Corey Davis and AJ Brown as well as Kirk Cousins with Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson that could be the cheapest stacks but I'm pretty sure they'll be fairly low owned across you know a lot of these tournaments and I do think the matchups while they're not great they are winnable and again if we get a situation where Dalvin or Derrick Henry don't find the end zone but they're still putting up points as we're expecting them to do in these you know fairly winnable matchups, particularly with the Titans I do think that could be a way of you know just uh leveraging the rest of the field
0: quarterback super interesting for cash games this week you know you talked about Jalen Hurts I don't see a reason to fade him if you don't want to pay up um, like I, I think you're paying up for Patrick Mahomes or going down to Jalen Hurts yeah. I think you can make an argument Ian for playing Drew Brees in Drew cash this week he's 5,900 you could pair him with Kamara and Thomas or one of the two he's just he's so cheap Like you're, you're not going to see Drew Brees at 5,900 many times. Um, And like, you know, if if you, if you were uneasy about playing Jalen hurts, which that's fine. He's a rookie quarterback um, making his second ever start. Um, So I get, if you want to go that route, um, I'm not going to talk you off of it. I do think like in tournaments, there's a bunch of different ways. It really just going to come down to like how you're building your lineups. How are you stacking? Like, do you want to play Tannehill? and Brown to get off of Henry or Tannehill and Davis to get off of Henry. That's fine. Do you think Tampa is going to struggle with the run game with Fournette? All right. So throw some Brady stacks out there. Like Brady projects like the, the blitz shout out to Derek Cardy has Brady projected as one of the better quarterbacks of the week. And like, can't argue it. Like, you can't argue it. Like, Ronald Jones does a lot. Is Fournette going to be able to do a lot too? No, Fournette sucks. <laughs> um, like, they James Robinson was the replacement for Fournette, and like, Jaguars look like geniuses, um, right now. So,
1: Ooh, where um, was he last week they had Shady and Vaughn playing over Fournette last week, and Fournette was their pass down back, like, for the previous few weeks. Like, I'm yeah. not buying this one Byron Leftwich quote where he said, Fournette's been here working hard. What the hell does that mean, anyway?
0: It means um, he's
1: inactive because he
0: stinks yeah. <laughs> um, is there any other is there any other quarterbacks that you like here for tournaments?
1: No, I I, I want to echo your uh, Brady call, though. Again, like last week, 23 pass attempts was why they didn't do more. I really think this end-season stretch will be good for this Buccaneers passing game. He's only had underneath 35 pass attempts on two occasions this year. The only other one was in that blowout when they had over the Packers. So Buccaneers are a good team. And, you know, even if Matt Ryan and company are a shell themselves without Julio Jones, they should still have a little bit enough in the tank to kind of force Brady to keep his foot on the gas. And again, with Fournette there, I mean, I do think they're going to have generally more of a pass-first pass 1st 1st Uh, mindset and game plan than they would with rojo
0: uh let's talk running back now um listen i think we've already kind of talked about it i think breeze makes um alvin kamara a lot more interesting but i feel like you kind of want to start your cash builds with cam Akers this week talk me off of it ian
1: He's so cheap. We're talking legit 30-touch upside, and, you know, you can only say that for a few guys. So, yeah, man, Acres and then Alvin Kamara right there. It's getting to the point where we probably don't need to pay up in cash for Derek Henry or Dalvin Cook, and those are probably my famous last words and all that, but I just think that we're looking at similar touch projections between acres and those two guys and we're saving you know almost three thousand dollars between acres and the top and then kamara again should be a good 1500 uh just uh, more expensive so for net 4500 unless you just want to eat the chalk and say hey i'm going to cancel this spot out but i don't even think he's going to be you know high owned enough to really warrant that i just kind of want to fade him as a whole hopefully you can get up to kenyan drake at 5500 if chase Edmonds' sideline, because then we're looking at a legit every-down roll for Drake. The Eagles, you know, run defense is fine enough, but not exactly a unit we need to fear, and then, look, we're just at that point seeing an every-down back that's getting volume, volume, volume. Drake has inexplicably looked actually, like, just better, I think, in terms of just, like, actually, you know, hashtag watching the film. He's a better post-ankle injury, which doesn't make any sense, but hey, you know, not much has made sense for Ken and Drake this year, so even with Kyler getting back and run the ball a little bit more, if we take Edmonds out of the equation, can and Drake at fifty five hundred, I think it makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, the San Francisco situation obviously matters. Yeah. If Wilson becomes available, that opens up some value. You could go Wilson Acres. Like, I don't think you're crazy, man. I don't think you have to play Henry or Cook in cash this week. Like, they're both gonna likely need two touchdowns to get there, and like Al- Alvin Kamara can catch them in receiving. Um, well, at least Henry. Like Cook, yeah. Cook is like one of those other guys. Like, if that game is gonna be close. He could approach 30 touches um, in tournaments, man. I love Jonathan Taylor going right back to the well. This Houston defense stinks. Um, I think his, his ownership is going to take a huge dip, right? Like, aren't we going to see like a flip flop on like Taylor and Kamara as far as like ownership is concerned, like breeze is definitely going to open up Kamara, and Taylor is going to see the biggest drop in ownership, in my opinion, uh, because of that.
1: Yeah, I think you're 100% right. That's a good call. Because, yeah, right now, Taylor's looking a little more chalky, but I'm sure once we get kind of these uh, ownership projections updated around the industry, we're going to see that flip. Also, J.K. Dobbins at 5,900, I don't think he's getting enough love. Like, yeah he's, splitting, yeah, he's splitting more than we would like with Gus Edwards, but he has now had multiple games established as number one and now facing the Jaguars, man. This is best case scenario. Gus is still going to get his, but 15 to 20 carries against the Jaguars for a talent like Dobbins, he could do a lot with that. And then finally, uh, you know, if you just want to, get a little bit weird man jd mckissick at 5700 with no antonio gibson this is someone that we know can catch 10 plus passes in the game it sounds like they're gonna try to get alex smith out there and they're facing the seahawks team where this could not turn into a shootout i don't think the football team has that quite uh you know firepower but it could at least force them to throw the ball more than they would usually like to so i, I like these options around that uh you know 5k range and to your point yeah if most is out jeff wilson definitely needs to be you know in more lineups than that
0: um what else do you like here for tournaments i love the dobbins call uh, i'm right there with you like one touchdown you know he'll get 15 to 20 touches he just needs to find pater at least once
1: do we like on the other side of the dobbins thing i mean is gus at like 4400 the cheapest running back we can kind of somewhat look at i just don't see hardly any value like underneath Fournette. i was just thinking if there's someone we could kind of pivot to but it might, it might just be a fade Fournette and move up type situation
0: I mean, my famous last words this week are probably going to be, I think James White is the best pivot Ooh. off of um, Fournette this week. I think the the Dolphins get up in that game. Listen, Fournette's or James White in games that they've trailed has seen 40, 50% of the snaps sometimes. And like, this is a dude that he ran 18 routes last week. The targets could potentially be there. I think James White is somewhat interesting this week as a pivot off of Fournette, uh, but I I don't hate the call there as well. Like, you're looking for pivots, but like realistically, we could potentially just pivot off of Fournette by going with the, you know, Brady and two pass catchers just to be different. Like, because trying to figure out who to pair with Brady is always, you know, (laughs) challenging because he throws to everybody. So, Um, You're hoping Brady throws three or four touchdowns and you get a good portion of those with two of those guys. But yeah, like Fournette's going to push 25 to 35% ownership this week. And James White's going to be like 3% and he could be involved in the passing game. Ian, I, I don't even hate maybe going like Chase Edmonds, like just getting that one home run play. He's hurt though, dog. Not yeah, practicing, I guess it's not practicing, true.
1: Not, not practicing all week with the ankle and real quick. One other situation yeah. that is, is being thrown on its head because the backup is hurt. Duke Johnson got downgraded to a DMP with the neck injury. David Johnson is back from the COVID list. <laughs> Look, David and Drake. I get it. These guys are 55 oh. and 5,100 and they're probably not going to be leaving the field, man. So I, I'm not saying base your cash game around but my get. There's a very low floor there, but you know, 20 plus touches behind Deshaun Watson. I know we've been saying it all year, but truly last time we saw David and Duke, it was more of a 50, 50 split. I mean, David's probably not going to leave the field. if Duke ends up being rolled out.
0: No, I, I love that call, man, because like that's a $600 pivot. I'm willing to take that's a pivot off of Jeff Wilson. If that becomes chalk. So like the David Johnson call, let's move on to wide receiver here. A uh, ton of options. Um, is there anybody that you, you are looking at right now? It's Friday morning. Is there anybody you're like, I gotta have this guy in my cash lineup?
1: Yeah, it's Brandon Ayuk at 6,300. I, I just think that, that's my know, dude. I love yeah, it. Man. Let's go read expert survey. Like, I love this guy this week. <laughs> He's so good, man. He's getting absolutely fed targets. Like we've seen Shanahan do this all year. We had that one random Thursday night game where, you know, Ayuk, Debo, I think even like Kendrick Bourne were all out. And Richie James pops off for like 180 yards. Like the thing Shanahan can do for the guy that he wants to lead his passing game, you know, is just unbelievable. And we've been seeing that with Ayuk. And it's not just that for Ayuk. I mean, they give him his design screens and he's good after the catch. With the first time we ever saw the guy, he was jumping over, you know, the Eagles defender down the sideline. Like, clearly, the guy's elite with the ball in his hands, but he's such a polished route runner already, too. And we've really seen him give already legit cornerbacks just some problems with the way he's able just to get in and out of his breaks. So, yeah, like love Jeff Wilson and most in his matchup, but it's not like the Cowboys' secondary has been anything to brag about either. So Mullins makes plenty of mistakes, but you know, we've seen kind of whoever's under center for them this year be able to still put up at least some semblance of passing productions. So I look like 6,300, man. I feel like the role he has right now is way, should be way more in the seven K range. So yeah, give me Brent, Brent, I look all day. Uh, Tyree kill Deandre Hopkins. I think they kind of stand out as just the top, you know, more expensive options again, particularly with or without Darius. Slay. I, I like that call. Uh, you know, we saw that with, uh, you know, Metcalf and Devonte Adams, him just getting cooked by these top guys. And you no, know, it's not even necessarily Slay's fault in some of these spots. They're giving him zero help. So when you don't give Deandre Hopkins, Hopkins, any freaking help that's going to be an issue uh your guy uh Lim Bowden that's 3600 it's interesting to watch because you know I think if Jakeem Grant is in people are going to get off him it might actually be Mike Jasicki that is the decider with Bowden because we saw him play all of his snaps in the slot and usually Mike Jasicki is the Dolphin slot receiver we just call him a tight end still for some reason so be careful Devontae Park is not going to make a difference but it might actually mean more if Jasicki is rolled out versus Jakeem Grant something to keep an eye on also i think chad hansen at 4200 is someone you can save money with getting brandon cooks in the lineup is not going to bump hansen off the field i think this is going to help the whole offense we talked about that earlier in the explosive pass play section you know they'll see about deshaun watson and company it was a bad game against the bears i think that was just like the second time since week four that deshaun was held under 300 passing yards so we're going to see production in houston and Hanson at 4200 one of the cheapest ways to get there
0: yeah i like the Hanson call we talked about him last week um really panned out and Listen, there's just some guys in the NFL, Julio Adams, Hill Hopkins. If you're going to get one-on-one coverage with these guys, you just play them and like slay shadows. Like th- th- it's no secret. You can look at pro football focus. They have a shadow matrix uh, like this dude shadows and like top guys are going to beat them. Like, and especially when you have quarterbacks. So force the ball where you have like Rogers with Adams and you have Murray with Hopkins, like, DeAndre Hopkins just sets up as like a massive ceiling play. Uh, Michael Thomas with breeze back. We're already starting to see projection models give Thomas a huge bump, but how much of a bump is it? Like Taysom Hill was target targeting Thomas a ton. So it's not like we'll see a huge uptick, but 7,200 probably too cheap for him. Allen Robinson, 7,400, a lot of seven K range wide receivers that you could play this week. Jefferson Thielen Cooper cup. Um, We had a question in chat about scary Terry. I love Terry McLaurin. I just don't love who's throwing him the football. Like, this is like one of those situations where you you can't trust who's throwing the football right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's put up similar production with you know either Alex Smith or Dwayne Haskins under center, but I just think you know I'm not seeing him exactly have super depressed ownership, and at that point, give me Ayuk every day over him, and I'd even rather go up to you know Cooper Cup or Robert Woods. Yeah, it's just you know this Seattle Seahawks secondary isn't the same. Just you know dog dog piss. You know just worst year in the league. Like we've seen them in three straight weeks against three. Bad second, bad passing game. Sure. But hold them under 200 passing yards. And I don't think the Washington football team with either a banged up Alex Smith or Haskins really deserves, you know, more benefit of the doubt than what those uh, you know, the Eagles and giants and uh, one other squad uh, weren't able to accomplish. So yeah, no, I McLaurin great player, but yeah, just try to stay away from this offense. I think in general, unless you want to do, you know, longer shot, you know, dart with him or McKissick uh,
0: a couple tournament plays. I like UI Hilton um, Corey Davis to pivot off of AJ Brown. One of my favorite tournament plays, like I'm going to play a ton of Ayuk, but I do think Kendrick Bourne is somewhat interesting for tournaments uh, with Debo out. Um, the tight end situation is a mess. The running back situation could be a little bit more murky this week. So I do think you could definitely play some Kendrick Bourne at his price tag. Danny Amendola is super interesting on a run back for the Tennessee side. Detroit's going to be down. Chase Daniels is not going to be great. Um, assuming it's going to be Chase Daniels, it doesn't sound like Stafford's going to play, but Stafford's showed up Sunday morning and played before. Doesn't It doesn't matter for Danny Amendola, who's starting at quarterback. Let's be honest. Um, oh, any other wide receivers for tournaments?
1: Uh, just some of the main GVP stacks. I, I like, you know, Rams, a lot of these are condensed around two guys as well, you know, Rams with woods and uh Cup. Vikings with Jefferson Thielen Cardinals with, uh, you know, Kirk and Hopkins Titans with Davis and AJ Brown. Really the only one I like this week, that's a little bit muddled is the Buccaneers. And, you know, we got to kind of pick and choose between the guys. What's going to go on there, but they're all set up pretty well. And uh, last point, I guess, to take us into the next section, don't be afraid to go Vikings, you know, Jefferson or Thielen and Mr. Irv Smith, man. I think uh, if you want to save some money, at the tight end position this week. Ersmith Smith at 3,600 is the prime guy. His usage actually wasn't great last week. I mean, he only played, I think it was like fewer than 40% of the snap. Jack Con. Honklin was on the field more often, but we heard going in that game that Irv was likely going to be on somewhat of a pitch count, you know, coming off this Keenan Allen, the back, well, I guess everyone's never going to be playing uh, injured players ever again, but you know, when we need to take pitch counts and, you know, kind of injury information, it's, they're always a one-off case and we just got to kind of treat it uh, with whatever information we know about it. So the good thing with Irv, even though that usually was bad last week, hasn't even been listed on the injury report this week. He's been a full go every single day, seemingly trending in all the right directions for a bigger role. So three touchdowns in his last two spot starts, with no Kyle Rudolph, who hasn't practiced all week. Love me that Vikings pass game stack.
0: Um, before we move on to like tight ends, I, listen, I don't ever do this, but I'm going to do it, Frank. It's Christmas. He has a season-long question. Would you start McLaurin or Wilson in your flex? Um, listen, you're going to have to wait and see what happens with the San Francisco running back situation. If mozart is out, um, you, you play Wilson, right?
1: Yeah, it's – 100 percent. Just depends on that it's also if most are out if not it's mcclorn
0: yeah listen there you go frank i never do it never answer season-long questions um but listen i am it's season it's, it's, it's christmas make sure you hit that like and subscribe button um you know to give us some christmas back let's go to tight end listen it's travis kelsey and it's a huge gap in like it is a huge gap in my opinion um what are you looking at in tight end this week
1: he leads the freaking league in receiving yards, not <laughs> like, among tight ends, everybody, man. It's yeah. unbelievable what he's able to do out there. So, you know, 8K for a tight end, but it is deserved. So, you know, hey, maybe, you know, the answer is, you know, in cash is like Breeze, Thomas, Kamara, and then running it back with Kelsey because, you know, Tyreek's even more expensive. So, yeah, man, it's very tough to get off of him. With that said, though, Mark Andrews, you know, I almost don't like the, I almost don't hate the idea of going with Kelsey and Andrews in a lineup, you know, to get that double tight end because Kelsey, if you look at, you know, those receiving yards, he's still, you could argue a tad bit underpriced considering he essentially is putting up wide receiver production. So, you know, Andrews is set up brilliantly as well against a Jacksonville defense he's owned in a few meetings they've had uh, over the years and with potentially no Marquise Brown could see even more targets going to him so you know I like both those top two tight ends but after that again I'm going all the way down to Irv Smith at 3600 I think without Rudolph he's going to have a chance to ball out we see situations like this around the league in Houston Seattle uh, you know Philly a little bit like teams have multiple uh, talented tight ends but I don't know if any number two tight end is better than Irv Smith overall we've seen him ball out really with his opportunities throughout his uh to your career and i I don't think uh, you know again this matchup against the bears is anything we should overly be fearing
0: man like kelsey's just he's expensive at 8k but like he's just not
1: egregious though i think we can we, we can afford
0: it in this economy Now, in cash games i can completely see not paying up for him and going andrews um like mark andrews like This team has a 30 implied team total, and Mark Andrews is 5500. This is a guy that's a red zone threat. um, Finally, probably getting back closer to fully healthy. Um, Outside of those two guys, like if you want to pay down Ian, I'm going right back to the well on Cole Komet. I know Jimmy Graham got the touchdown last week, but I think this is going to be an ultra competitive game. Two teams that really need to win this game. So I think Cole Komet, man, like I I don't see a reason not to continue to look at this guy. I've seen some love for the Miami wide or tight ends this week. If Gasecki's out, I get it, but you really don't know like who's going to benefit in the tight end situation. You talked about Bowden kind of moving into the slot. I think that is where the biggest benefits going to come from. So it's hard to trust either one of those tight ends.
1: One last point, tight end. Moe Cox uh, has not practiced all week with a knee injury. As we've seen when he's been missing time over the year, Trey Burton usually steps up into yep. a much bigger role. So it's still going to be Burton and Jack Doyle. We can never just get one guy featured in this freaking Colts offense. Hasn't been the case all season long. But uh, Burton and Komet, if you really want to go down there, yeah, I'm with you. I think those are the true uh, cheapest salary-saving options at the position. Wait,
0: Jack Doyle is a blocking tight end. Oh, like that's what he does. Like he's a dad.
1: Yeah. He's a you know, he's a good player, he, but he's, he's a dad. He's out
0: time. there to protect he's out there to protect his his best friend Philip Rivers. Um
1: <laughs> no one's ever seen Jason Witten and Jack Doyle in the same room at the same time. That's what...
0: us <laughs> <laughs> Um Listen, I know Jordan Aiken's getting a little bit of love. Uh if, if Cooks plays, which it's trending in that direction, I think you bumped down aiken's a little bit. Um Listen, tight ends is pretty simple for me. I have a very kind of narrowed down this week. Like it's, it's Kelsey or Andrews towards the top um, or kind of going down and finding one of these cheaper guys. Like, you know, we, we see cheap tight ends like tight ends is not a position that like, I, I kind of sweat too much um, ever. So we, we see cheap tight ends come through like Will Disley was getting a little bit of love this week. I get it. Trey Burton, like you said. Um, so like, is this a week we kind of maybe stay away from Hawkinson or do we wait to see like what the quarterback situation is? Cause the game script seems very great for him and the ownership looks fantastic.
1: I'd be down to late pivot if uh, Stafford's in there, but I think I'm just going to – I'm going to stay away from everyone. Maybe some DeAndre Swift, but we didn't really talk about him all that much. Man, that's the only guy I can even somewhat get behind if uh, Chase Daniel is going to be under center. We just haven't seen anything from Chase Daniel. Hey, credit to him. I figured it out this week. I think he has made like – it's $4.6 million per touchdown pass in the NFL. Like, the dude just hasn't done anything throughout his career, but he keeps getting paid he's a backup from great systems. But I do not trust this offense to move the ball, even a little bit with him under center. Yeah,
0: like, the matchup's not the worst. Like, you know, Tennessee's not the best defense in the world. They're 28th in DVOA against the pass. Like, could he move the ball? Man, if he had Galladay and he had his pieces and man. DeAndre Swift was going to be running the ball well, sure. Like, Marvin Jones is not Kenny Galladay. I hate to say it, but that's, that's just it's, the it's, truth.
1: It's that Detroit and, like, the Giants, man. Like, I'm not even, you know, Marvin yeah. Jones is fine. Hawkinson, Ingram, like, these aren't bad players, but just the overall offense is like, I, I just don't want anything to do with them. Defense wins
0: championships, but not in DFS. Um, Sometimes they do. You never know. Ian, when we're looking at cash games defenses this week, like I started out the week, like loving the Falcons defense. I'm trying not to get off of it too much just because they're so cheap. And if Brady's going to be throwing a little bit more, I'm always good for a noodle arm pick six. So um, what do you like a
1: defense this week? stop that i think that noodle arm stuff is off base lack of timing but i don't know I'm a, man. Uh, dude i'm a dolphins fan come okay, on okay like, okay my bad, my bad i had I, to i, I had to deal it. with brady <laughs> for how long
0: come on Fair. i gotta take uh, my shots when i'm gonna I walk
1: back i'm gonna walk back and just say Fair. uh okay my thing with the falcons though like why not just go an extra 200 to an actually good defense in the philadelphia eagles that, okay, they're facing, you know, a similarly tough offense potentially with the Cardinals. I know the Eagles are banged up, but that defensive line could potentially get some pressure on Kyler and Eaton. I think the same thing could be said for the Washington football team. I mean, when we've had, I think, success uh, talking on the show about really getting a cheaper defense, it's usually trying to find, you know, the good defense that maybe doesn't have a great matchup. Obviously we want to stay away from, you know, playing the chiefs or, you know, the freaking Packers or anything like that. But, you know, we've seen Russell Wilson look human against the Rams look human against some of these, you know, uh, Buffalo Bills and get some of the tougher pass rush Pass rushes that they faced uh, this season So I think Washington could supply that We saw them score twice last week I mean, this is a playmaking defense And then uh, also the Eagles uh, with the Cardinals Again, if they're able to, hey, Jalen Hurts can run the ball And they can play with the lead, who knows Kyler, great player, he does, you know, run around a lot And could be taking a lot of sacks So Washington, Philly, and then if you uh, want to go up And just really try to smash it with uh, Henry And pay up a little more for the Titans At 3,400, they think it makes some sense as well
0: I think the Seahawks, you can definitely play them at 3,100. I think you could take shots on like the Vikings against the Bears. Um, I think if you're paying up, I think you make a lot of sense with the Titans, the Rams, or the Ravens. If you want to, if you have all that cap left and you really like your build, sure. yeah, that's kind of it. I, I Also, like, I want to throw out there, I think the Miami defense is super interesting for tournaments. They Their turnover ratio this season is insane. Like, they, this is a team that just took Patrick Mahomes, who had two interceptions all season, and picked him off three times. And, like, a couple of those were tip balls. But, like, it's still it's still the defense, and they're still doing um, the thing this year. But um, we're going to get out of here, Ian. Anything else
1: before we, we do? That's it. Uh good luck to everyone on Sunday. And then the uh, season long leagues you yeah, might have to be in as well. Week fifteen, we made it here. Let's let's go win it now.
0: Yeah, man. We got week sixteen next week and you know, week seventeen after that and like Christmas morning, like you said, week seventeen. So that's <laughs> gonna wrap it up here for us. Uh Pete Overset and Dean up next at noon. Appreciate you guys watching and um hey, we'll see you guys again next week.